Hey everyone, it's me again. I'm making a conscious effort, as opposed to an unconscious effort, to get more content out. So another news story. And I've talked about the Satanic Temple a number of times on the show over the years. And just to offer a brief refresher, similar to the late Anton LaVey's Church of Satan, they're a non-theistic Satanic organization. They don't literally believe in the devil. They're essentially atheistic. Viewing the devil more as just a kind of symbol of rebellion and free thought, that kind of thing. And I'm sure, just trying to be honest, there might be a trolling aspect too. Uh, it's hard not to admit that, yeah, that kind of controversial symbolism is probably going to get a rise out of people. And I don't say that as a criticism. I actually really like the Satanic Temple. I just ordered two more mugs from them. One as a Christmas gift uh, to a friend and a Baphomet one for myself. I might do an opening, like kind of like an unboxing of the uh, Baphomet mug. We'll see. I've never done an unboxing video before. And one thing that distinguishes the newer Satanic Temple from LaVey's Church of Satan is that the Satanic Temple takes more of a humanist, social activist approach fighting for reproductive and LGBT rights, attempting to safeguard the separation of church and state, fighting for religious freedom and equality, etc. And one of their tactics since pretty much their inception, I believe, has been to fight for the right to set up rival displays or installations when things like the Ten Commandments or nativity scenes are installed on government or public property. And that brings us to this current story. Earlier this month, the Satanic Temple's Iowa chapter fought for and won the right to place a Satanic holiday display in the Iowa Capitol. And this following bit is from a Friendly Atheist article, and so it reads, The display went up earlier this month and features an altar with a mirror-covered ram's head representing Baphomet wearing a red cloak and wreath. Towards the bottom, surrounded by candles, you can see tiny plaques listing the seven fundamental tenets. And here's a quote. One should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason, or toward all creatures in accordance with reason. Uh, here, here, I totally agree with that. The group originally asked permission to use an actual goat skull, but settled for this version after they were denied. Well, as long as they weren't going out of their way to kill a goat to acquire the skull, I guess, okay. And then here's a little bit more from the Friendly Atheist. The reason all of this is happening is because Iowa has an open-door policy when it comes to holiday displays in the Capitol. As long as the proper paperwork is filled out and all rules are followed, just about any group can make a request, and many groups have. As I write this, the Rotunda also features displays from the Freedom From Religion Foundation, the Iowa Atheist and Free Thinkers, and the Conservative Catholic Thomas More Society. The Satanic Temple display is scheduled to remain up for two weeks, and it'll come down after Saturday. But then on the 14th, and I'm recording this on the 20th, the display was vandalized. Here's a tweet from Lucian Greaves, the head of the Satanic Temple. Today at the Iowa Capitol, someone vandalized our holiday display and attempted to throw Baphomet into the trash. There's a sentence you don't hear every day. The statue was beyond repair but the altar still stands. And I want to say that the revelation of who the vandal was 
is simultaneously strange but not surprising. It was a right-wing conservative Christian political candidate, so not surprising in the sense that it was a conservative Christian, but still kind of strange and almost comically surreal. Picturing a politician publicly attacking this weird, red-robed, mirrored goat skull thing. And here's a bit from the Associated Press. Des Moines, Iowa, a satanic temple display inside the Iowa Capitol in Des Moines, was destroyed in a former U.S. Navy fighter pilot who was recently defeated in a statehouse election in Mississippi, is accused of causing the damage. The display is permitted by rules that govern religious installations inside the Capitol, but has drawn criticism from many conservatives, including presidential candidate Ron DeSantis. Ugh, don't get me started. A Facebook posting by the Satanic Temple on Thursday said the display, known as a Baphomet statue, was destroyed beyond repair, though part of it remains. And I should add a shameless plug. I've done two documentary episodes on Baphomet. You can search the YouTube channel or the podcast feed for them. Anyway, I'll continue with the Associated Press article. Michael Cassidy, 35, of Lauderdale, Mississippi, was charged with fourth-degree criminal mischief, the Iowa Department of Public Safety said Friday. He was released after his arrest. And I know I was joking about how surreal the situation is or was, but on a serious note, I think uh, they did the right thing by arresting him. You shouldn't have the right to destroy someone else's property, even if you find it offensive, especially when it represents someone else's religious or spiritual beliefs, and they got legal permission ahead of time to put it there. And take this with a grain of salt, and I could be wrong, but I had been watching a number of videos on this topic, and I thought someone said that, ironically or hypocritically, one of the things this guy had apparently been running on is religious freedom. Perhaps, and take this with an even larger grain of salt, that specifically he may have even talked about how people should have the right to put up religious displays, etc., and if that's the case, maybe in his mind, religious freedom only applies to Christians. Sadly, he wouldn't be the first person to think that way. And I try to be empathetic and put myself in others' shoes. And I get how if you're a devout Christian, how something like a satanic holiday display is going to seem like an abomination. That it's glorifying a figure that is like the embodiment of ultimate evil, a figure that is the very enemy of God. So I get that, you know, but like I was saying earlier, once again, the Satanic Temple is a non-theistic organization. They don't literally believe in the devil. And, you know, not everyone's Christian. There's all sorts of faiths out there. You know, there's Judaism, Islam, there's Hindus and Sikhs all sorts of neo-pagan groups. I think Wicca is a recognized religion. I had a friend who was in the military, and I think, uh, I think there's Wiccans recognized in the military. He came from a family that practiced a kind of neo-paganism. And then there's also atheists and agnostics, so-called nuns, N-O-N-E-S, people who don't subscribe to any particular religious belief. 
So even if you're offended, I think people should try to keep in mind that not everyone shares their worldview. And, uh, you know, there should be some degree of fairness and tolerance for others' beliefs. And that if one religious group can erect a religious display on public or government property, then other groups should have the right to do the same. And I quickly tried to look up if Wicca is actually recognized by the U.S. military. And it looks like it is. Apparently back in 2007, the military decided, I think in the wake of a court case, that veterans could have the Wiccan pentacle put on their grave markers. And I guess Wiccan or neo-pagan ceremonies are also allowed on military bases. And I don't know if this is true, but on the other hand, I read that as of 2022, there still aren't any Wiccan chaplains. But then I, I read another story about Sawin being celebrated on a U.S. military base and there being a volunteer Wiccan chaplain. So maybe volunteer implies that they weren't official military personnel. But to get back to the subject of holiday displays, I'm sure some people might still say, well, uh, you know, I think a satanic altar or display is still a step too far. But I think it's always good to keep in mind that old saying, and I'm paraphrasing, freedom of speech isn't there to protect popular speech. It's there to protect unpopular speech. And of course, everyone's freedom of speech should be protected. But the gist or point of the saying is that it's when someone has an opinion that's deemed unpopular or controversial or offensive or even, say, expresses themselves through a controversial work of art, like uh, the infamous uh, Serrano's, forgive me ahead of time, Piss Christ. Uh, that's when freedom of speech is really needed and tested. Anyone can say something popular or uncontroversial. They're not really risking much. And at the beginning of the episode, I was talking about how even though the Satanic Temple is a non-theistic organization, there's still people who are offended or put off by the kind of gothic or satanic symbolism that the organization kind of wraps itself in, so to speak, for lack of a better phrasing. And I think, and I was also mentioning how, you know, half jokingly how I think there's a trolling aspect to it too, that they must know that kind of symbolism is going to get a rise out of people. And I think that also ties into another function of that symbolism. It functions as a kind of tool to help really test the integrity of principles like separation of church and state and religious freedom. Because if a group that many people, perhaps even most, were still a majority Christian nation, I believe. So if a, if a group that most or many Americans, and I quickly looked it up, according to a Pew Research study going back to 2019, at least 65% of American adults still identify as Christian. I don't know if that's changed over the last few years. But, you know, in a country with that kind of Christian majority, if a group that calls itself the Satanic Temple and its symbol is an upside-down pentagram with a goat's head in it, if they can find fair legal treatment and parody as a religious group, then, hey, it seems like this whole freedom of religion and uh, separation of church and state thing might be 
working to some degree after all, you know, and that's why they keep up the fight uh, to try to ensure and safeguard those principles. And in a little bit, I'm actually going to play clips from an interview that CNN did with uh, with Lucian Greaves, once again, the head of the Satanic Temple. And they showed a statement from Governor Kim Reynolds during that interview. It's pretty interesting. So I think she's a Republican and she personally finds the display offensive. But nevertheless, she said, in a free society, the best response to objectionable speech is more speech. And I encourage all those of faith to join me today in praying over the Capitol and recognizing the nativity scene that will be on display. So despite her personally finding it offensive, she nevertheless, to her credit, still seems to understand the principles of the separation of church and state and freedom of religion. And once again, you know, says the best response to objectionable speech is more speech, not, you know, not censorship. And regarding these kinds of displays, I do think there probably should be some reasonable limits. Like, for instance, and I'm not a prude, so I wouldn't personally care, but displays that depict graphic sex acts or displays that contain a call to violence or an incitement to commit a criminal act or acts, that kind of thing. And I'm just adding that caveat, lest someone accuse me of suggesting that absolutely anything goes. So keep that in mind before you think about starting an orgiastic murder cult and erecting a triple X uh, holiday display. But uh, and as I said, I'm going to play uh, a clip of, or it's actually two clips in one, from CNN's um, interview with Lucian Greaves. And please forgive all the ums. Turn it into a drinking game, if you please, as long as you're not driving. And it was originally about seven minutes long, but I whittled it down to, I think, just under three minutes. And for context, in the clip, he's responding to remarks from Ron DeSantis, and he also touches on his organization's uh, tax-exempt status and the nature of the organization in general. But here we go. You were talking about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis earlier. He is criticizing an IRS rule that was put in place under the Trump administration that designated the Satanic Temple as a tax-exempt church. Is he right, though, fundamentally? Did the Trump administration's actions actually give your organization a legal standing to have this display? No, we have a system in place where we have a system of checks and balances, and we have static institutions like the IRS that work under a certain set of rules. And they're supposed to act neutrally in regard to viewpoint and just follow rote practices in which if we fall within the parameters of the law, our rights will be respected the same as anybody else's. We don't want to yield some kind of power to the government to begin picking and choosing between religious groups. People might hate us, and people might want to exclude us, but that simply opens the door to more sectarian battles, and it certainly won't stop there. Our IRS tax-exempt application certainly never came across Trump's desk. Trump wouldn't have comprehended it if he had seen it, and I think DeSantis knows that. It's just another display of cowardice from a politician who wants to play ignorant, I think. I think he knows better. I would be happy to debate him at any point. But I do think he is being a pathetic little coward when he calls us, when he tries to use us as a ploy to appeal to a mob of people who just don't understand 
what somebody like him very well should understand and should convey to the public instead of riling up fears and animosity between different people. So what should we understand about the, the Satanic Temple group? What is the actual message that you're trying to convey? Many people would look at the name and they would say, is it Satanic worship? We're a non-theistic organization, but honestly, I feel that the beliefs that we hold take second place to upholding these values that I was speaking of. There's books available about us. There's been a film about us. We have a website. There's articles written about us all the time. People interested in what we truly believe can find these things and they can see how we engage pro-socially with the communities that we're in, how we have various congregations doing good things in various areas. If they don't like the symbolism behind what we're doing, if they don't like the mythological construct that we appeal to, that makes no difference. It's far greater evil, I think, to allow the government to begin, as I said, picking and choosing, elevating one religious voice over another, because that's a downward spiral, and that's not what we stand for, and that's not what liberal democracy stands for. So there it is, and I apologize if the volume on the clip sounded really low. I had to boost it all the way up. I don't know what's going on there. And was it just me, or were there police sirens in the background in that clip? If I remember correctly, I think I remember hearing sirens when I was watching the clip originally. Anyway, don't worry, they're not coming after you. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, there was nothing really groundbreaking in that clip. He kind of touched on what I already touched on. They're a non-theistic organization. They believe in religious equality, etc. I just thought it might be good to let you guys hear Lucian Greaves for himself. And I don't really have much more to add. I just thought it was an interesting story and wanted to share it. And I'm not counting this as a full-blown news story episode. That's just another little one-shot I want to do. So uh, no elaborate outro or anything. I guess uh, until next time, as always, thank you for listening.